Hello, this is Do Go On. I'm Matt Stewart. And I'm Taran Jayamana. And uh, we're in Sydney. And uh, we're about to be in Brisbane. And we're doing live shows. They're called Dry Dryer. And also, who knew with Matt Stewart in both those cities? And you can get details at mattstewartcomedy.com. Anything else you want to tell the good listeners that do go on, Saran? Well, the whole point of this was you thought that it might be more engaging if you had a different voice. But you've said most of the information. So, hey, come see us in Sydney and Brisbane. Yeah, that was engaging. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Whether it's your first ever website or your business is expanding, Squarespace makes it easy to create a beautiful website and engage with your audience. Upload video content, organize your video library and showcase your content on beautiful video pages. You can even sell access to your video library by adding a paywall to your content. Cha-ching. <laughs> you can help with written content on your website with Squarespace AI, which I used to write this next sentence, so check this out. Generate instant, personalised results that know and show your brand identity. Explain what your site is about, choose your tone, and enter what you need to get short or long-form text. Squarespace AI, Squarespace AI makes it easier to go live, stand out, and succeed online. Oh, Dave, if only it could also not just write it, but read it too. <laughs> And edit it. (laughs) Hey, sell exclusive content on your site by adding a paywall to sell memberships or courses. Or sell files your customers can download like PDFs, music or ebooks. Man, it's starting to sound like I'm obsessed with money. (laughs) (laughs) And you are. So head to squarespace.com slash do go on for a free trial and to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Hey everyone, Matt here. Just before we start this episode, I just wanted to tell you I've got some live stand-up shows coming up. In Sydney, Brisbane, and Melbourne, the Melbourne one is going to be a live taping. So if you're overseas, hopefully it'll be something you can see down the track. But if you're in Sydney, Brisbane, and Melbourne, um, I'd love you to come along. So got the Chippo Hotel at 7 p.m. on the 8th of June in Sydney, then uh, 7 p.m. on the 9th of June at King Lear's Throne, my favourite uh, pub in maybe the world. Uh, certainly in Brisbane, and then June 17th at 6.30pm at Stupid Old Studios in Brunswick, which is, you know, my favourite place to be. So, yeah, hopefully you can come along um, if you're in or near one of these cities. It would be awesome to see you there. All venues are, are quite smallish, so I'm hoping that um, we'll be able to pack them all out. And, um, yeah, so if you're keen, I think you probably want to get onto the tickets pretty quick. And if you want... Uh, use the discount code do go on or one word for a sweet little discount. So, yeah, if you want more details, go to mattstewartcomedy.com. Mattstewartcomedy.com. Anyway, cheers. Now on with the show. Hello and 
welcome to another episode of Do Go On. My name is Dave Warnicky, and as always, I'm here with Jess Perkins, and you better believe it, Matt Stewart I as well. I believe it, and I'm Jess Perkins. <laughs> uh, oh, and I believe it, and I'm Matt Stewart. That's how he knows Matt Stewart is here. Yeah, they're the catchphrases we do every episode. All of them. I believe it. Woo! I'm Matt Stewart. <laughs> I just accidentally hit my chair and I went down very quickly. <laughs> what down, fun. What I fun go. we have. Yeah. That's right, we've got chairs that go down here. Mine only goes up. Stupid old studios <laughs> is pretty fancy. Uh, Dave, how does this show work again? Well, what we do is we take it in turns to report on a topic often suggested by a listener. And uh, whoever's been in charge good of the report girl. goes away. <laughs> yeah, that's right, whoever's been a good girl or top dog. Wow, they're quite different. <laughs> take your pick, you've got two options. Uh, we re- go away, research a topic, bring it back to the other who other two who have no idea what the report is even about. Jess, it's your turn to be good girl slash top dog. <laughs> I choose top dog. Nice. And uh, the top dog always starts with a question. Which event, named after the process of combustion or burning, occurred in April 2017? Fire Festival. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> Well done. That's why you're on the top of the leaderboard. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking carburetor. Anyway. Yeah, you, you, you're too smart for your own good, mate. Yeah. Um, fire. I'm like a caveman. Hot fire. Who, who knows about fire? Burning fire. Hot. <laughs> yes, it is fire festival. Fire festival. I'm really excited about this. I don't know too much about it. I never watched that documentary oh, that was really? all the rage. I watched one of them. There were... I watched two. the first one that came out, not this one. There's one on one. Netflix and one that was on, like, Hulu. Yeah, I'm not sure where that would be available in Australia. I've, I re-watched the Netflix one. That's um, great that you didn't watch it because a lot of this will be new information for you. I love that. I don't know really nothing about it except I've seen a photo of a shit-looking sandwich. Exactly right. But it also looked fine. <laughs> We've got different standards on this podcast. I don't mind a cheese and salad sandwich. Yeah. But that looked shit. Oh, did it? Yeah. Um, well, I mean, it's no surprise that this has been suggested uh, by a lot of people around the time, obviously, that the documentaries came out. It's been suggested by Jeff Wise, uh, Rue Kadir, Rory Evans, James Bailey, Zachary Lindros, Keith Ross, Jack Goods, uh, Christina Nitz- uh, Nitzke, Rory Evans, uh, Trent, Mandy, Alex Waite, Dominic and Lauren. So a bunch of different people. Have wow! That thank one. you so much. But there's also, I think it, I think it was only a couple off being in Blocktoberfest last year. Right. It was quite popular in that vote as well. Well, it absolutely wiped the floor with this vote. I put up three topics. I did a um, keyword search in Jack the Hat McVitie for funny, and I chose three three uh, <laughs> topics where people had described it as a funny story because I was like, I feel like doing something kind of light, you know? Yeah. Um, and this one, like, had twice the votes. One of the topics didn't get a single vote. So no. Wow. And then this one, I believe, last time I checked, had about 65% of the vote. It's the one that didn't get anything. That is. That's a real indictment. Happen. Yeah. What, can you name and shame? Mariah Carey. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? No one wanted to hear about Mariah. No one wanted to hear about Mariah? Yep. Bloody no hell. They wanted to hear about fire. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> Mariah Carey, very funny. Very No wonder funny. she was such <laughs> the keyword. A notoriously funny, funny person. Just always up to funny antics, yeah. but we didn't, we didn't get to hear about it. It's not a single vote. Not not one. That's wild. Yeah. 
So anyway, Dave, I guess this will mostly be for you. <laughs> Appreciate that. I feel like it's been long enough since it happened that if people did watch the doco that came out a couple of years ago, maybe it's not quite fresh. I definitely, you know, re-watching it, I was like, oh, I forgot about that. Bit. Right. Yeah, I watched it at the time. Yeah. I've got pretty vague memories. Blink-182 were involved, yep. I think. Yeah. Great. Love them. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. Which I think Americans say 182. 182. Oh, mm-hmm. Blink-182. Which you think would probably be correct if they are an American band. Yeah. yeah. So that I'm are they an American band? <laughs> about how different we are. <laughs> Crazy. Wow, was that in the top ten? Because uh, they were really they are always clutching at straws there. Yeah, they always are, and I love them for it. You know their album. This was after I was sort of listening to them anyway. But they had an album, maybe in your era, Dave. Take off your pants and jacket. Mm-hmm. Had the rock show on it. I uh, <laughs> I only got the pun or the joke there when someone tweeted. I only just got the joke <laughs> of take off your pants and jacket. I'm like <clears throat> the joke in take off your pants <laughs> and, and jacket. Jack- it. <laughs> the fa- it's a fashion fashion related joke. Yeah. Because you're getting naked. I never, That's yeah, I never, so silly, I assume they were wearing clothes underneath, so I didn't get it. What do you look like? You would never wear just a jacket, so what are you left standing there exactly. in a t shirt? Is yeah. that the joke? The, That's funny. The mental image of somebody taking off their pants but still being there in like shirt and blazer, very funny. <laughs> and shoes somehow. Oh, exactly. exactly. That's funny. They never mentioned the shoes. So it is a good joke. It's a good joke. It's a good joke. Um, okay, so. Fire Festival. It all started with a man-boy named <laughs> Billy McFarland. Okay, man-boy. Man-boy. I sort of feel like He's Billy's... Not a boy. Oh, I was going to say Billy's really only acceptable as a child, but Billy Connolly really makes it work, mm. you know, so oh, no judgment. You don't like Billy, apart from I that. I love Billy. Billy Zane. Oh, okay. Take it back. Yeah, what about uh, Billy, Billy Gibbons? Billy Piper. Yeah. Yeah, what about, yeah, Billy Piper. She makes it work. I love Billy for a girl. Love it. Anyway. Is it short for something? Uh, Anna yes. Billy. Anna Billy. <laughs> Drop the Anna. It's Billy. Anna Billy. Yep. So Billy McFarland grew up in New Jersey and told the New York Times that at age 13 he founded an online outsourcing startup that matched clients with web designers. So from a young age, he's like, ooh, where are the gaps in the market? Mm, love that. Good I'm, for him. I'm a tech genius. He's a real man boy. He's a real man boy. <laughs> After graduating high school, he attended Bucknell University to study computer engineering, but dropped out in May of his freshman year. That's the one before sophomore, Matt. Um, <laughs> freshman. <laughs> to found. And we, I mean, we... Found out, for people who didn't hear the Oprah episode, that some people do say sophomore. sophomore. I'm one of those people. <laughs> you say freshman. Uh, to act as CEO for the short-lived online advertising platform, Spling. <laughs> That's a fun word. Spling. It's like a spicy fling. Oh. Put together. Yeah, okay. Spling. Spling. Not one of those dull flings that you're <laughs> yeah. used to having done. Mine is so boring. Yeah. Please take me back to my normal life. <laughs> This is so dull. <laughs> this Gosh. fling. Oh, my goodness. Yawn. <laughs> this is a boring fling. A bling. But you, you, you go on that to make your wife or husband seem more interesting oh by my comparison. God. A boring fling would be a boring. Oh, a boring. You go, you go on a boring and then you come back and go, I did not realise how good I had it. Yes. That's great. <laughs> so he's, uh, he's created Spling. TechCrunch, an online newspaper focusing on tech companies, described Spling as a content sharing network and criticised its similarity to other services which already existed at the time. Oh, no. 
In August of 2013, 22-year-old McFarland, with the help of $1.5 million of investor funding, launched Magnesis. I love that. That's all it takes, Matt. All you need is $1.5 million, a small amount to get going. Self-starter. Love that. Yeah. Um, What was that? What's that Simpsons quote? Something like, uh, he saw an already overcrowded market and said, (laughs) me too. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Magnesis is different. Magnesis was a card-based membership club targeted to millennials. Card-based? Card-based. Okay. It was essentially just about status. The card was widely compared to an American Express black card. Like the black card, a Magnesis card was black, Made of metal and promised exclusive member perks. However, unlike an Amex, Magnesis cards wasn't... It's not a real charge card. Basically, uh, each card copied the mag strip information from a customer's existing bank card from Wells Fargo or Bank of America. And then it could be used as a substitute. It's essentially an accessory. (laughs) Right. It's still linked to your same... It's just a replacement of your... ANZ card, but now you've got this heavy metal thing like that a, makes you look like you are wealthy. That does seem that seems clever. You're sort of playing on people's vanity. Yeah, that could, that feels like the kind of thing that could maybe take off. Yeah. Oh, you just use your plastic card. <laughs> That's cute. <laughs> I'll chuck mine on my m- f- Moringo. Moringo working in retail <laughs> where people would hand over their their black cards. Honestly, it was just a pain in the ass to swipe it through the machine. They were too thick. Right. And I was also like, I don't care. You're buying undies. <laughs> I don't care. Go away. Yeah. I Someone recently gave me their card to buy them something. I was getting lunch at work or something, and they had an American Express, and I couldn't believe how thick and heavy it yeah. was. It'd be annoying to sit on. <laughs> this is someone from On Air, I'm guessing, one of the On Air talents. Oh, yeah. It's got to be. No. What? How much are they paying you there? <laughs> hey, it's all about the status. Dave, are you rich? No. Okay. No, I'm not. Good to know. He answered very quickly, so I'm going to... I agree. You can check my card. My my card is full of plastic. <laughs> um, so, yeah, you just looked wealthy and cool if you had one. By December, the company had about 500 members. Um, okay, that's pretty good, right? It's not bad. 500 dumb people. <laughs> if they all tell two of their dumb friends, they tell four of their dumb friends. <laughs> It spreads. There's a pretty good article on Fortune.com about it, and it says, For $250 per year, members would gain entry to exclusive celebrity events, a concierge service to score hard-to-get concert tickets and restaurant reservations, and access to a swanky shared hangout pad. There's a uh, clip of it in the uh, documentary, and it looks like an apartment. <laughs> nice. Uh, not a not a particularly amazing one, just an apartment. Um and people are just sort of sitting around. It's pretty cool. <laughs> but it's exclusive. Hang out at the club. They'd also get to meet up with other wealthy young folk who like to party, entrepreneurs, business people, and entertainers. It was also, guys, a networking opportunity. Right. Okay, $250 a year. Oh, a small price to pay. Yeah, that's nothing. For the networking. <laughs> yeah, that, I mean, that isn't that expensive. Yeah. Uh, you can rent out an apartment for the year. <laughs> I'd bring a little little mattress, set it up in the corner, and move in. That hangout pad. Oh, okay. Yeah, I live here oh, now. Two fifty. I thought you were setting up your own clubhouse and you were putting a mattress in the corner, and I was like, "What's that for?" <laughs> <laughs> I live <laughs> here you, now. What do you do with the mattress? Now I understand. 
Um, you guys keep it down. I'm trying to get a shut up. Yeah. <laughs> the exclusive pad. Stop networking up? over there. <laughs> I'm networking. It's 3 a.m. Fuck off. <laughs> In 2014, Magnesis told the press it had about 1,200 members. In September of 2016, McFarlane said he had 30,000 cardholders. Oh, the way that Jess is saying said <laughs> makes yeah, me think they might be full of shit. And cardholder instead of the word member. Like, has he given out some free mm. ones here? What's uh, going on? 30,000. Two months later at a conference in Portugal, he claimed 100,000 <laughs> customers. Wow. One million. Everyone on earth has a card. Everyone, prove me it's wrong. It's that exclusive. <laughs> I don't have a card. Check your pocket. I do have a card. <laughs> he's also a magician. Yeah, he's got a... What is it? Slide of hand? Is that what it's called? Slight of hand. I said slight. I oh, he said slide. slide. Slight of hand. But he slides. He's a slight of hand. He slides into your pocket. A card. And you don't heart. need. <laughs> yeah. Slide so on in. He's, he's saying 100,000. 100,000. Quite a significant growth in a couple of months. 100,000 times 500, Dave. You know maths. What's the 500? That's 500. Oh, that's, oh, 250, sorry. Oh, yep, yeah, yep. We'll wait. <laughs> I thought this would have been easy for a mathematician like him. Is it 25 million? 100,000? I, I, I have no idea. Yeah, probably. <laughs> it would start with 25, whatever it is. Yeah. It'd be a two and a five at the top. Well, let's just start move on while I get the calculator yeah. out to double check myself. <laughs> Don't uh, out the abacus. I reckon if he's wrong in a second, we're going to hear, fuck! <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it's not a million, is it? Is it's it million? Two and a half million. Two and a half. Yes, that makes more sense. Two and a half million. That makes no, sense. it is 20. Hold what? on. I, I've done the, <laughs> the calculation wrong. It's 25 million. 25. I was right. Sorry. The I, Embarrassingly, I typed in the wrong numbers. <laughs> <laughs> so I was wrong. Just with my fingies. <laughs> So, so if this is true, the business is doing quite well, if that is true. Uh, yeah, if that is true, the business <laughs> is doing quite well, if Great. that is true. Great, and I assume it is. Why would Billy Zane lie? Yeah, that's right. Also from Fortune.com, early on, home base for Magnesis was a townhouse in Manhattan's West Village, which was used to host parties and dinners for members. The well-appointed building was a co-working space by day with tables to spread out laptops and papers and a fancy frat house by night, replete with booze and carousing. Booze and carousing? Oh, my the goodness. Big two. The big booze and carousing. I recognise that word for some reason. Uh, is it... Like an open bar in here? You could really get good value for your time. You're sleeping bucks. there, you're drinking and eating your meals yeah, there. Yeah, but you have to hang out with people who have joined <laughs> this club. Oh, yeah. That's a large price to pay. Yeah, I don't know if I'd be up for it. McFarland conducted business meetings at the location and he even made all the Magnesis metal cards on site. Did it himself. Oh, He's just yeah, in the, the corner. Press. He's made 100000 he reckons. Apparently. The landlord wasn't pleased. <laughs> In a $100,000 lawsuit filed in 2015, the owner alleged that McFarland used a residential space to con- conduct commercial business, leaving the building trashed. McFarland damaged and destroyed several windows and virtually all the kitchen appliances and left the townhouse in a state of total disrepair, rubble and disarray, according to court papers. McFarland largely denied the main allegations in court filings, the case was settled in January of 2016. Magnesis subsequently decamped for a more traditional office further uptown in Manhattan's Chelsea neighbourhood. Right. Can you still drink and sleep there? I mean, you can do whatever you want in an office. <laughs> I don't think they have HR. So yeah. <laughs> you probably can. Great. I'll just take that complaint and uh, file it here. Walks over to the toilet and flushes it. <laughs> I just kind of, yeah, it's crazy that he's like in his early 20s and 
renting out this swanky apartment to run a business out of, but also partying out of it and trashing it. Sounds like he was just looking for people to help him pay his rent. Yeah, that's what he mm. <laughs> but yeah, He was sleeping in another room there, right? It's just Surely. Yeah. These days you just film it all and you'd be a YouTube or TikTok superstar. My God, yeah. You know, they rent those mansions and trash them. <laughs> you know how they do that, TikTok yeah. stars. <laughs> Dave, we don't understand TikTok. What's more, more YouTube? We're too old for TikTok. It's a hard thing to accept, but... You gotta let it Speak go. Speak for mate. yourselves. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking. I'm talking till the dad die. <laughs> Influencing over there. Oh yeah. yeah. I know what you're like. Very influential man. Around the same time in 2016, Billy and rapper Ja Rule co-founded Fire Media Incorporated. Love that. Has he just run into Ja Rule on the streets, or? Well, Fire Media all came about because through Magnesis. Billy would throw parties and events, and one time he tried to book Ja Rule, and it proved to be very difficult. Wow. Yeah, he got onto this guy on Instagram, paid him 500 bucks, then he, that guy sent him to a different guy who wanted $1,000, and then he, oh, in the end didn't even get through to bloody Ja Rule. So it is hard to book Ja Rule for a gig, but very easy to start a company with it. <laughs> He'll say Literally, yes to that. Yeah. Does he just hate performing? No. <laughs> He loves it. No, so they, what they were coming up with with Fire Media was a talent booking process, like a, a service, like an Uber for booking. Right, reach out. Hey, Jarrell, it was really hard to contact you. <laughs> we should create a thing where it's easier for me to contact you. Yeah. And Jarrell's like, not just me, how about all my friends as well? Yes. And and Billy's huh? like, I mostly just want to get a beer with you. Yeah. Jarrell. But um, I guess if you want to bring some friends, I'm not going to say no, I'm not rude. Do you call him Jar? Jar rude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, genuinely, yes. Really? Ja. Everyone just calls him Ja. Yeah. Love that a lot. Um, his ja name's Jeffrey. What's uh, Ja Rule? What's some of the songs? I'm sure I'd recognise. Living it up. Oh, yeah, okay. Is that him? I don't know. Is that, even a, is that a song? Everybody know. here. Living it up. Ba, bam. Something, something, something. Living it up. Ba, bam. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's think? And is he also in Fast and the Furious movies? Is that Ja Rule? No. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. You're thinking of a different rapper, Dave? <laughs> oh. Uh, no, he might be. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. Oh, fuck, I don't know. <laughs> I'm putting it all on the line here. Yeah. <laughs> What's he done? Let's see. Filmography. Yeah, he's in Fast and Furious. Thank yes. goodness it is Ja Rule. Yeah. That's, that's, I know him from the song that Matt sang and then from Fast and Furious. Great. Well, if the song that I sang is right. Yeah, it could be wrong, but I don't know. Sorry, I didn't mean to derail. I thought that it would be quite famous, like, you know, so obvious to everyone else that you would just answer straight It's just away. not a name that I've heard for a long time. Yeah, fair enough. You know, but... Um, Always on time. It's called Living Always It Up by Ja Rule, yes. Yeah. I gave you my heart. Baby, mine. But I'm always remembering just the like the backing parts. I'm not remembering Ja Rule in there. Does that make sense? Yes. Though he did say everybody living it up. Uh, okay. Oh, that was him. <laughs> yeah, that's his thing. <laughs> Great. Sorry to derail. No. But now I know who we're talking about. Great. Yes. So, yeah, they'd identified a gap in the market and wanted to create a smoother talent booking process for parties, events, festivals, etc. After putting together a team and working on the project for a few months, the discussion turned to how to promote the product. The idea of a festival or a concert was floated, the intention being to invite a bunch of industry professionals, chuck on a little show. Great. This idea was taken and run with, quickly escalating to be a luxury festival held in the Bahamas. 
Beautiful. Yeah, beautiful. The island in question was Norman's Key, which had previously been owned by uh, Carlos Leda Rivas, who was a kingpin in Pablo Escobar's cartel. Oh. Definitely butchered that name. Sincere apologies. Oh, no. (laughs) Billy immediately told everyone the island was Pablo Escobar's, which it wasn't. The current owner leased the island to Fire Media, although Billy told people he had bought the island. But the owner had strict conditions that they make no reference to Pablo Escobar. They were trying to improve the reputation of the island and didn't want its history to be mentioned. It's right. not relevant to what you're doing. <clears throat> and Pablo Escobar never owned it. Never owned it anyway. Just somebody someone, who his worked. associate. Exactly right, yes. Um, so just just keep that in mind. Okay. That little fact, oh, so relevant. It, oh, right. He's, they've been asked to not say anything. Do not say Pablo Escobar. Great, love that. Okay. Yes, you can have the island for your little party. No mention of Pablo. And he's like, I will not say anything about Pablo Pescobar. No worries. <laughs> I won't. Sorry, Billy, I need you to repeat it back. Pablo I won't Pescobar. say anything about Pablo <laughs> Pescobar. <laughs> Look, Billy, uh, you keep sort of trailing off there. I need to hear it from you. I won't say about Pablo I won't. So. Good enough. <laughs> Got on tape. Shake on it. Thank you. So in December of 2016, they hired what in the doco is referred to as the best in the biz. They got uh, uh, Matt Projects to handle the advertising and marketing and Fuck Jerry to handle the social media for okay. the festival. <laughs> right, that, is that someone who's been accused of stealing a lot of things on Instagram? <laughs> Jerry. Right. <laughs> Fuck that guy. <laughs> Fuck Jerry. So they hired... It's hard to diss him. They hired some of the biggest models in the world. Um, Bella Hadid, Emily Ratajkowski, Hayley Bieber. And took them to the island to shoot a promo video. Right. One camera crew was filming the models. Another, just filming Billy and what he's up to. Getting everything on camera. Can we just check in on Billy Cam? What's Billy up to? Oh, getting out of a boat. That's fun. The whole shoot was essentially just a party. They were drinking all day and doing whatever they wanted because, in Ja Rule's words, we're spending so much money we can do whatever we want. Right. He's living it up. <laughs> you could say. You could say Ja Rule is living it up. We're spending so much money we can do whatever we want. Exactly, yeah. What does that mean? So basically in that part of the documentary, um, the, one of their like chief marketing officers is trying to arrange a shoot where they all go and pat some wild pigs. Okay. And somebody on the phone saying we can't do that and Ja Rule is saying we're spending so much money, if we want to go see the pigs, we can see the fucking pigs. Because oh, there that, that, there's a famous beach in the Bahamas right, with wild pigs. I think so. Yeah. Making stuff up again. No, that's true. You can definitely go there. Um, but they're, they're told, you know, we're not going there. Yeah. Right. And he's like, we're spending so much money. Yeah. If I want to see some fucking pigs, I'm going to see some fucking pigs. Wow. Um, which is, a you know, a great point from Jar Rule. From Jar. From Jar. Great. We're on a first name basis. Jeffrey. Um, so, yeah, they're just like, they're just partying the whole time. There's footage in the Netflix doco where Billy is just passed out on the beach in the middle of the day. <laughs> There's just cameras and stuff. There's shooting around him, and he's just there, still clutching a beer, passed out on the sand. Billy. Billy, Billy. There's other footage. Is just Ja Rule yelling at the models to get in the water, bikini optional. <laughs> so that's fun. Is he, is he yelling that out, bikini it's optional? It's nighttime. They're just all sitting around a fire, and he's like, like, let's get in the water. And the girls are like, I don't want to get in the water. He's like, get in the fucking water. He's really gross. Oh, my God. That's uh, Billy. No, that was Ja Rule. Ja Rule. That's Ja. And, of course, the toast that Ja Rule loved to make, and uh, this was cut a few different times. So he's obviously made this um, announcement, this toast a few times. Oh, yeah? 
said here's to living like movie stars, partying like rock stars, and fucking like porn stars. Oh, Jar. <laughs> yeah. Jar's no good. He's like, that didn't go down so well last time. I'm going to say it again. I'll try it again. <laughs> Rough crowd. Here we go. It's the same, <laughs> same crowd, but um, I'll warm <laughs> up <right>. to it. <clears throat> I said... <laughs> I'm spending a lot of money. You will <laughs> laugh at my jokes. Oh, man. Um, but, yeah, this whole party promo worked. The press, just around the fact that these supermodels were on this trip together, was picked up and started to spread. So the promo video comes out, and it's really just selling a dream, a luxurious paradise escape where anything's possible. It's just got the girls on the beach. They're on yachts. They're on jet skis. They're swimming. There's, it's beautiful, you know? And then it sort of cuts to, like, like big crowds and DJ sets and stuff. So it's like, oh, it's an island, luxurious, amazing, fun holiday. You'll get a tan. You'll party. It'll be so fun. Great, I'm in. When, oh. when can I go? Oh, Dave. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Sounds great. <laughs> Text with the video promised an immersive music festival, two transformative weekends <laughs> on the boundaries of the impossible. Love that. What, is that. what does immersive music festival mean? Dave, it's immersive. You th- I mean, what festival are you not immersed in? Do, why do I have to explain this to sorry, you? Sorry, sorry. It's an immersive yeah, music You're right. Festival. That sounds great. <laughs> immersive is like water. It's a fe- the, wa- the festival's like water. Right. You just jump right in. Mm. Bikini optional. <laughs> the yeah. festival's bikini optional. Absolutely. You don't have to wear a bikini if you don't want to. Mm. Oh. Well, I will. So on December 12, 2016... Take off your bikini and jacket. <laughs> that, does that work? Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> sometimes you get a bit chilly in a bikini, so you put yeah. on a little jacket. Yeah. But then obviously you want to get into your pyjamas at night time. You've got to take them off. Yes. That so you can sense. dry your bikini. Yeah. Get into your pidgeys. Your pidgeys. <laughs> <laughs> They're your pigeon-themed pyjamas. Yeah. yeah. Your pidgeys. Love it. I'm a busy woman, Matt. Don't have a lot of time for full words. Like to mash them together where I can. So December 12, 2016, uh, was the day. Kendall Jenner, Emily Ratajkowski, and hundreds of other influencers paid by fire simultaneously posted to their Instagram feeds a video with a thumbnail consisting of an orange square and a logo made of stylized flames. They basically just posted orange tiles. So it's just a square, like yeah. like an, an image. Just orange. Not even a video, right. Yeah. It's a kind of a bit like Gabbo is coming. Gabbo, Gabbo, Gabbo. And you're trying to... Be, you, you're like, you, what is this? Whoa. Yeah. Yep. And they're like, fire fest. Oh. It's like that ad campaign in the early 90s where Dipper was working out his finger. You know, one, two, three, and he's just stretching his finger out. And you didn't know what it meant. And it turned out it was pokies were coming. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> what an anticlimax. <laughs> Do they pay Dipper with a tile? Did Dipper get a <laughs> yeah. fire yeah. tile? Well, I really hope so. how much do you think uh, you would, you would as if you were an influencer, how much would you charge Fire Festival to post an orange tile on your oh, Instagram? It might take you upwards of a minute and a half to post. And you, to be honest, if you're Kendall Jenner, you're probably not even doing it. Absolutely right, yeah. Your, one of your assistants probably is. Yep. 100, 100K? Dave? Is this for everyone or the top person? This is Kendall Jenner. Kendall Jenner. Uh, Half a million dollars. 250,000. I went too high and I made it look bad. I've done that thing. No, but still 250,000. That is for for one. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. How are they ever going to make the money back? A fantastic question. 
Because it, like, in some ways they've done, you know, they got this the hype up and they're on their way to getting a crowd of this thing, but they sell all the tickets. They're never going to make the money back. I don't understand. Yeah. Other tickets, I guess that's the point. Other tickets, $250,000 each. Oh, that's great. Because <laughs> if they sell one ticket off Kendall Jenner, they've broken even. I mean, they're not cheap. <laughs> But overnight... That's, and you said hundreds of influencers. They're probably not all charging that. But still, if they're charging, you know, 10 grand a pop. Yeah. You, it, you've spent so much money. <laughs> well, and it... I mean, yes, they've paid these influencers uh, some money for the post, but they've also made some promises to them. And I'll talk about that later. Oh, okay. So overnight, the fire Instagram blew up, was attracting a lot of attention, as was the website, which offered so much to potential festival goers. In terms of accommodation, there were rustic tents, which were like glamping, a bit fancy. Then there were private villas available and even a private yacht option for about 250K. You could just have a yacht with a private chef on there. Oh, there you go. There's your $250,000. Yeah, easy. Sell that. Done. Kendall sells one of them. Bang, and I imagine the Apart from the costs of the yacht. I was going to say, the yacht's probably free, right? <laughs> yeah, I would assume the yacht is free. Yeah. You, get it, you get it for free. And you the chef the, is free. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The yacht staff would be free. Yeah. The, the yacht's costs, fuel. Yeah. They're working free. for exposure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Exposing that yacht. Within 48 hours, 95% of the tickets were sold. Wow. But some problems were starting to occur. Oh, no. That, like, they'd sold so many tickets, they couldn't actually fit that many people on the island. Oh, they have to build a second island. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Hey. They've sold 95% of the tickets, which is more than they could afford to sell. <laughs> yeah. But they didn't even sell all the ones that they thought they could sell. And then they got to 95% and they went, hang on, we should probably do some sums. Oh, hang on. Oh. Have we done any sums yet? Any sums? Get the calculator out. Fifteens. Don't, don't get me on the calculator. <laughs> they probably did. They'll figure it out. They have heaps of people working with them who know the island and who are making some very good logistical suggestions. Okay. Great. So what do you do with handy people like that? You fire them. What? That's not that's not what I would do. Yep. But is that like a thing like where the fire festival will be fire? Oh, <laughs> that, that makes sense. They literally set them on fire. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So a recurring theme throughout this entire story is that someone says, Hey, maybe this isn't a good idea and then they are no longer required. You're fired. Oh. So yeah, not right. listening to so logic. A little bit like the no one that uh, Naomi Higgins talked to us about. A yes. lot of people got fired. Any naysayers were fired. Yes. Elizabeth Holmes. Holmes. See? Hmm. Teamwork. Teamwork. Hmm. Makes a dream work. Thanks for nothing, Dave. Matt and I got that one. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm here keeping score. <laughs> One of the biggest problems was that in the promotional video, some big old text tells viewers that the island was once owned by Pablo Escobar. So what? They were told not to do that. Yeah. They were told not to do that. And how have people been told that? Um, In the promotional video, which has gone viral. (laughs) Oh, okay, right. Big old letters. Oh, did that slip in there? I told them not to write that. It was not owned by Pablo Escobar. Do you think that's the thing that got them over the edge to selling 95% of the tickets? Like, is it the kind of thing that even needed to be in there? I d- oh, yeah, I doubt it very much. I don't think that would be a selling point for me. But, you know, I'm, I'm not the wealthy elite. That's right. So the owners of the island cancelled their arrangement with McFarland soon after. Oh. So, oh, no, now so they, they have, were kicked off the island. Now they've got nowhere to put these 95% of sales. Yeah. So they kicked off Norman's Key and they only had four months before the festival happened in uh, on the 28th of so April. So th- that 
that island they did have, they would have been able to do the yachts and the glamping and everything. That was all kind of set up. It's still, it, they still didn't. Ha- no, they didn't have enough space. Right. Um, and there wasn't much infrastructure there, so I think they were going to have to sort of build a lot of stuff. But now they've got to find another place. Yeah. And hope that this next place has a bit of infrastructure. Yeah, and this is four months out. They don't have a venue. Oh, they booked Woodstock only in a couple of weeks, so it'll be fine. Yeah, I think these sort of people are going to be happy with Woodstock-like conditions. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) On an island. $250,000 for a yacht? Yeah. Well, we got you a little rubber dinghy. There you go. (laughs) Free love. I reckon of that. That's a bit of fun, isn't it? Just take a lot of drugs. (laughs) Take a lot of drugs you won't even know. (laughs) Work for your mum and dad. (laughs) After several small islands that seemed like likely venues were turned down and with only two months to go before Fire Festival, so they just lost a lot of time in there looking for a new place, uh, the um, government gave McFarland a permit to use a site on Great Exuma. In reality, the festival was now going to be in a remote parking lot (laughs) north of a Sandals resort and a nearby marina where locals' boats were stored. Oh, there's boats. There's boats. There. That's good. That's and good. storage. There's a bit of storage. People need storage. Yeah. Is this still in the Bahamas? It is. But okay. Great, Great Exuma is not a private or remote island. Instead, the festival was scheduled to take place in an abandoned resort development. It's just a big <laughs> empty block on a fairly big island. That's but a. It was going to be a resort. That could be something. Yeah. Mm. Th- this was going to be Pablo Escobar's resort. Yeah. <laughs> Don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> Material released on social media continued to promote the falsehood that the festival was being hosted on Pablo Escobar's private island, with maps of the site altered to make it appear as if it was an island unto itself. Oh, There's so a place called Roker's Point, and it's sort of, so it's obviously just like this little section of the, the bigger island, and so they just kind of, when drawing a map, just cut that off. Like, yeah, and that's another bit of beach, obviously. Oh, right. So, like, if you, to get there, you get on a boat and they drive you out and then drive <laughs> you back. And they go, welcome to the island. There you go. And you go, we got on over there. Yeah. Well. I can see people getting on the other ferry. They and could just walk here. Welcome. <laughs> welcome to the island. Enjoy yourself. So now they're on a different island in an abandoned concrete development site with no infrastructure and less than two months before the festival was to begin. The technical production company were contacted around 45 days ahead of the event to set up stages, audiovisual, everything. <laughs> 45 days. So they hadn't been booked in before that? No. Oh. They didn't think at a music festival, they didn't think of stage sound. Oh, no. Didn't think of that. They'd also uh, booked the festival to run at the same time as the National Regatta, the busiest weekend of the year on the island. Oh. The population of the island doubles and hotels are all booked 12 months ahead of time. (laughs) But 500 of the guests had selected the villa package. So now the organisers are trying to find Airbnbs and houses to accommodate their festival goers. Shit. They'd oversold the tents as well and all influencers who had posted an Orange Square on Instagram were promised, in return, a private villa right on the beach. Oh, and there were hundreds of them. There was about 250 of them and those villas did not exist. Oh, no. Yeah. I mean, you were paying them hundreds of thousands of dollars. Why are you promising them another thing? Exactly. I guess it would be good for them to have the influencers there exactly. posting photos, I guess. Because, I mean, their plan is that it's going to succeed and it's going to continue. Yeah. So, you know, having a really good first year probably 
sets them up. Right. Get all the influencers in, them posting photos. People will be wanting to go next year. Great. Well, hopefully we can get there one day. It'd be good to. I'll I'll um, send an email see if we can do a pod there. Oh, live podcast. Do you reckon they'll give us a free tent at on the beach a, at a very bougie <laughs> festival? Yeah, I'm sure we have some listeners. Yeah. Of that demographic? Sure. Hello to Kendall. <laughs> yes. And Kendall, if you could up your Patreon. That'd be great. Uh, buy a lot. <laughs> a dollar a month, I mean. Come, come on. <laughs> come on. Come on. I mean, we appreciate it, but come on. We know you've got more. <laughs> um, uh, in the doco, one of the guys, Mark Weinstein, uh, is a music festival consultant, great job title, who was brought in late in the piece to assist and he was urging Billy to cancel the influencers seeing as they're not paying and there's nowhere for them to stay. He was like, like, tell them not to come. Yeah. When that was shot down, he told them to cancel some of the ticket holders because, again, there was nowhere for these people to stay. The response, which a lot of people got, was, we're not a problems-based company, we're about solutions. Uh-huh. You need to be positive. I mean, but he just gave you a solution to your problem. Exactly. <laughs> Positivity is great. It's not a solution. Was that though. guy told he was no longer required uh, after this advice? Pretty much. No, he stuck around for a bit longer, but regretted it. But uh, what do you do when you're overcommitted and you're out of money? You get more from attendees. Oh, well, they sold more tickets. Well, on April 22nd, a week out of the festival, attendees received an email reminding them to load up their festival wristband, which would act as their wallet for the weekend. That's right. It's going to be cashless. Oh, my God. It's itchy and scratchy money. Yeah. So you you load up your it's like a little um, it looks like a smartwatch kind of thing you load that up and then that's how you pay for food and drinks and and whatever you want around the festival. The email said most attendees have loaded three thousand dollars for the weekend, but if you want to reserve tables or partake in extra activities, you'll want to load much more. <laughs> that's what it said. Most people most people have already put three thousand on. Nobody everybody's getting this email at the same time. Nobody's yeah. already loaded it up. But if you put three thousand on, you're a real tight ass, yeah, a real loser. Yeah, oh, you've only got three thousand dollars for a weekend. (laughs) Um, Okay, (laughs) it's like, do you even want to have fun? (laughs) Like, do you even belong here? And you said this is a week out. Yes. So how's everything looking at this point? Oh, they built some villas. Oh, Maddie, Maddie, built some stages. No, 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 no. Stages though, they built stages. But they're out of the money. They don't have any money. Okay. So So to get money to pay labourers to build all the shit. They just get more money out of the attendees. A week out and they haven't got a stage yet. Yeah. <laughs> they got Billy anything. Maybe they have a stage, but they don't. Yeah, they. Amazing. It's fucked. Oh, this is stressful. May I remind you as well, there's not a whole lot of infrastructure on the island, so internet isn't great. So these wristbands haven't been tested and almost definitely won't work because that would entirely rely on Wi-Fi and there isn't good Wi-Fi there oh or any. There's no cell phone service. Right, and so also work. the money they put on there, they won't have on there because we need that money to build shit. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, your balance says 3000 To us, it says zero. Yeah, I I've used spent that. your money. Yeah. But the plan worked in that people did load up their wristbands, some, and the first batch of attendees to do so loaded around $800,000 worth. Great. That's good. It's nuts. Will that buy a stage? <laughs> Hopefully. So 250 villas? Yeah, we're about a week out. They don't have enough tents. Around 350 people do not have a place okay, to stay see, yet. Okay, see, tents feels like one of the easier ones. Go to the shop, <laughs> yeah, yeah. buy some tents. Well, 
they were using it rather than the fancy glamping things. And I think I have this written down somewhere, but rather than the fancy glamping tents, they're just using leftover hurricane tents. They're just like little domes. Oh, yeah. Um, and it uh, is quite hot there. So it's not going to be good. Um, yeah, three, about 350 people. This is 10 days out. 350 people do not have a place to stay yet. There is, they, are, they do not have enough beds. But they don't know that, the people. No, 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 no. God, no. And Houses. they're not thinking about just cancelling their tickets. No. They're just going to see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> so houses that have been booked haven't been paid for yet. So there's people that have rented out their homes and they haven't had any money. So there the, was. The good thing is that Instagram influencers and that sort of stuff, they're normally, they're going to come and just be okay with downgrades that they haven't heard about. Yeah, I'm sure they'll be on fine. The ground. Yeah. Oh, so casual. Yeah. They go, they'll go with the flow, I reckon. That'll go well. And they won't say anything about it online. No. So the brand will still be fine. Great. And that's all I care about. The brand. Uh, originally, there was a $6 million star catering contract that had been arranged, but they didn't have $6 million, so Billy fired the catering company. Again, this is like two weeks out. The festival had promised uniquely authentic island cuisine, local seafood, Bahamian-style sushi, and even a pig roast. But now they had no caterer. <laughs> For 5,000 people, they're expecting. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Well, how much does a fishing rod cost? (laughs) Get out there. Get out there. This is, you know, experience Learn a new skill. There's no no more local food than that food right there. You know, and there's no hunger like the desperation of (laughs) you're going to starve. So now, yeah, we're about a week out, no caterer. Glamorous tents are actually leftover hurricane tents with air mattresses in them. People are asking questions on social media because there's no information provided about their accommodation or logistics and no one's getting an answer. So all the social media posts, people are asking very legitimate questions, just like, hey, because they took down, they did have like a floor plan of what your fancy tent would look like and then they took that down probably at the point they realised they could not provide those fancy tents and then people have said... Sorry, could you give us, like, a floor plan just so we know what to bring? Like, I don't know what to pack because I don't know what you're providing because you haven't right. put that anywhere. And I love the idea of people being, like, you know, a legitimate question. Can I get a floor plan for the tent? <laughs> yeah, it's pretty funny. <laughs> but you're spending so much. Right. And, then they're, and it's, like, glamping. So they're also sort of asking, like, are there PowerPoints in there? Like, what? Oh, okay, yeah. Should I be bringing my hair dryer? Yes. Yeah. Important questions. <laughs> But So they're not getting any answers. Billy's just ignoring this. The social media team were told to delete any negative comments. Always good. Just delete them all. It's going to be a great dictator. Yeah. And then eventually just turn comments off altogether. Great. No longer co- people can't people comment. People cannot ask you questions. Mm. <laughs> so cancelling the festival wasn't an option. It absolutely was, but it wasn't because... Feels like even still the best option. Yeah, agreed. Because Billy was in so much debt to investors and it, and didn't have any festival insurance, so the show had to go on. Basically, if he didn't get some of the money back, he's fucked. Like, he's just absolutely cooked it. Now, everyone's favourite part of the doco, of course, and Dave, you might have seen memes or clips or parodies of this at the time. Customs refused to release four containers of Evian water unless they were paid $175,000. Billy called Andy King, an associate of his who was um, helping him with the festival, and asked him to take one for the team (laughs) (laughs) and go down to customs and 
suck dick in exchange for the release of the water. I've definitely heard people reference some sort of blowjob scenario, but that so the boss is asking someone to go down there yes. and do that to release several cases of water. Absolutely a case for HR. It is so fucked. Yeah, because like I, I vaguely remember watching it, and the assumption was that for some reason that the guy who would be releasing the water would want his dick sucked. Yeah. But it turns out that's not at all the case. No. He's so just going... He's just assuming that everyone wants their dick sucked, so just it give him what he wants. It kind of a little bit like... I don't know. Yeah, you're right. The The customs guy just gave him the water in the end and said, okay, just take it, but we're top of your list for paying us as soon as you've got the money. And Andy says, thank you very much, and off he goes. But... <gasps> I, it felt a little bit like Billy went, Andy, you're gay. Go suck a dick. Right. Uh, so it wasn't like, all right, hey, Billy, I've just been speaking to customs. They've given us two options. Yeah. It's either 175K or I can suck the manager off. No, it feels like Billy's gone, Billy I know how we can <laughs> fix this. I'll send a guy down. Oh, my God. Yeah, like he just doesn't understand how anything works. Yeah. And so Andy goes, chats to the guy, and the guy says, okay, have the water. Oh. But I think... Just the part that he's talking about it essentially shows you how fucked it was and how desperate they were to get shit done and how much of an absolute clusterfuck the festival is and also just how the people working around Billy kind of get swept up in his bullshit. Not that they were all agreeing with him all the time. Yes. A lot of people are like, this is fu-. Everyone's like, it's, this is fucked. Is this our classic cult leader sort of... Yeah. What do we say? They've always got a bit of ca- charisma or something. Well, Andy's also the one who kind of talks about uh, he was thinking about Woodstock and he's like, nobody now remembers the people who died or the injuries or that there was no food or that it was this and this or the mud. You know, they just think about it as this legendary thing. I think maybe they all, none of them quite want to walk away in case they pull it off. Right. Because you want to be a part of it if it does go well. Maybe it's that kind of psychology. FOMO. Yeah, or also just feeling kind of obligated because you've been working on it for a while and so now you kind of feel like you have to fix things and make it work so that it can go ahead? I don't know. But, yeah, he did not have to suck a dick. Right. So that's baffling. But he was prepared to. He was prepared to. And he speaks so candidly about the documentary. It's so funny. He actually expected that to happen. Yes. He, he. So this is what he says. He goes, I went home, I had a shower, I, you know, used some mouthwash, and I went down there fully prepared to suck a dick. <laughs> the customs goes like, whoa, 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 what is happening? What's going on? What I just is happening? want to be paid. <laughs> yeah. I just want to be paid. And can I just say, is the, the pay thing, is that like legal or is that a bribe? No, I think it was a um, like a, a tax or like a, an import, an import tax. Thing. Oh, okay, right, right, right. I just wasn't sure if it was like, hey, and you've got to like give us something. Huge, like, not shipping containers, maybe like semi-trailer size. But so much water. So much. The fact that they've got water is something, though. Yeah, they've got water. Like real base level stuff. Yes. We won't true. lose people to dying of dehydration. That's great. And they'll probably survive for it. Like, it's a weekend. You'd survive for a couple of days of that food. Yeah. If you, you know. Yeah. There's so leaves around. You've got water. That's right. You'd be right. Do lots of drugs. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> people are probably on things anyway. <laughs> yeah, you won't be thinking about your food. Anyway. So I, I just knew that if I didn't mention that part, I would get a lot of emails because everybody was just like, what? Yeah, okay. <laughs> In watching that and it got parodied a lot and it really, Andy King's like, he's big on Instagram now. <laughs> anyway, so the opening day of the festival is upon us. Early in the morning of April 27th, heavy rain fell on Great Exuma, 
soaking the open tents and mattresses piled out in the open air for guests' arrival later that day. Oh, so the mattresses are wet? Yeah. Um, we've done a few uh, episodes about kind of disastrous opening days. Mm. But I think for the most part, they normally pull it off to some extent. I'm yeah. thinking of Disneyland in yeah. particular. All these things went wrong. Mm. But they sort of got away with it and it's still a successful right. And you look like, like, like that thing with Woodstock. You look back and go, everyone thinks... Yeah, Woodstock was another yeah, wow. good example. Um, but yeah, this... Yeah. It doesn't feel like they're anywhere near it. Yeah. I feel like they... I reckon they could redeem themselves. Do you reckon? Yep. Okay. Love a happy ending, Jess. Yeah, well... <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> right? Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Whether it's your first ever website or your business is expanding, Squarespace makes it easy to create a beautiful website and engage with your audience. Upload video content, organize your video library, and showcase your content on beautiful video pages. You can even sell access to your video library by adding a paywall to your content. Cha-ching! <laughs> you can help with written content on your website with Squarespace AI, which I used to write this next sentence, so check this out. Generate instant, personalized results that know and show your brand identity. Explain what your site is about, choose your tone, and enter what you need to get short or long-form text. Squarespace AI... Squarespace AI makes it easier to go live, stand out, and succeed online. Oh, Dave, if only it could also not just write it, but read it too. (laughs) And edit it. (laughs) Hey, sell exclusive content on your site by adding a paywall to sell memberships or courses. Or sell files your customers can download like PDFs, music, or eBooks. Man, it's starting to sound like I'm obsessed with money. (laughs) (laughs) And you are. So head to squarespace.com slash do go on for a free trial and to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Mm-hmm. The first flights from Miami International Airport to Exuma International Airport, operated by Swift Air and Extra Airways, landed at 6.20am. Not the private jets that all the promotional material alluded to, but small, crappy planes packed to the brim. People have like, they're filming themselves on the way and they're like, this is like lower than coach. And you know, these are influences and stuff, so they're like there's expecting no, the best. There's no seats on this plane. Yeah. <laughs> it's how a much, BYO chair. How much were the tickets that it, meant they thought they were all going to get private jets? Yeah, I know. It did vary quite a bit. But you could have like, yeah, at the yacht for 250 grand, there was like a, a VIP package where essentially you were like in with the talent. Uh. and But it was like... It was a house of eight, so in total, I think it was like five hundred grand or something. It was fucking crazy. It's yeah, so right. Much money. Five hundred grand to sleep adjacent to Jar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't you haven't talked about the lineup too much. Did how far along did they get booking it? Like, it, have they advertised the lineup? 
Am I right in saying Blink-182 were involved? Yeah, no, that is true. Um, I think I didn't note it down because most of them did not turn up. Right. Well, um, lucky them. Well, I'll tra- I think I'll talk about Blink-182 in a sec, but um, having a look at the lineup here, I've just Googled it again. Major Laser, Disclosure, um, Skepta, Catronata, uh, Claptone, lots and lots It'd of artists. A, it would have been a good festival. Yeah. Yeah, no, it definitely would have. Um, would have. But, uh, okay, so the first, um, yeah, the first flights arrived, but seeing as the tents were ruined, the first arrivals were brought to an impromptu beach party at a beachside restaurant where they were plied with alcohol and kept waiting for around six hours. Oh, just trying to distract them. Hey, over here. Yeah, while frantic preparations at the festival site continued. So they just took them to a bar and just got them drunk in the sun for six hours. You've just been on a plane... Here, were they going with it? Hours. Uh, for a bit, yeah. They were kind of like, oh, yeah, cool. And then after a while, it started to sort of click for a few people that something's not right. Right. Um, later arrivals were taken directly to the grounds by school buses. <laughs> Private they- school buses? <laughs> no. Those big yellow bad boys. Driven by celebrities. <laughs> Jarvis at the wheel. He's like, I was in Fast and the Furious. I can okay, drive pretty quick. I can drive. I can drive quite fast. Where's the NOS on this thing? <laughs> The <laughs> um, so, yeah, they're taken by school bus and the true state of the festival site became apparent. Their accommodations were little more than scattered disaster relief tents with <laughs> dirt floors, some with mattresses that were soaking wet as a result of the morning rain. A dirt floor. Lockers for their valuables were still being unpacked as festival's attendees arrived at the site. Like, they're, they're, all these lockers and they're on their side piled up, still wrapped in plastic. There's nowhere for people to put their stuff. Um, Luggage was brought to the site in a semi-trailer at around 8pm with no organisation or logistics and people were just told to grab their bags. Oh, shit. There's hundreds of people trying to find their bags here and then help themselves to a tent. No planning or allocation, just a free-for-all. Even some people are like, I paid $200,000. Do I get a better tent? No. (laughs) (laughs) Attendees started to post on social media, highlighting the issues such as no lighting to help people find their way around, an unfinished gravel lot, a lack of medical personnel or event staff, no cell phone or internet service, uh, not enough portable toilets, no running water and heavy-handed security. These problems were exacerbated as the festival had been promoted as a cashless event, leaving many attendees without money for taxi fares or other expenses, like if they wanted to get out of there. They couldn't. They didn't have any cash on them. The tweet that broke the internet, though, was the most depressing sandwich you've ever seen, (laughs) which you mentioned, Dave. The tweet read, The dinner uh, dinner that at Fire Festival promised us was catered by Stephen Starr is literally bread, cheese and salad with dressing and the photo is exactly that and it's not like it doesn't look like a sandwich it's just two shitty pieces of bread with some cheese not quite on the bread and then there's salad over in a corner oh yeah yeah i'm looking at it now yeah i mean i would still eat that (laughs) i mean i'd put it together yeah and it looks like like craft singles cheese as well yeah it doesn't look it's not it's not great that's how it looks fresh But, again, when, you're, <laughs> when you've been told it's going to be this, like, five-star yeah. dining experience and you've paid so much money, and some of these people are probably quite wealthy, but others are probably, like, really saving or mm. putting this all on credit cards to, like, oh. you know, 
for the status, for the it's. <laughs> Sorry, are they putting on their magnesium card or <laughs> magnesium? Magnesis, Dave. Sorry, oh, magnesium. Dave. That's a title that actually would be better. What he was actually selling in the end wasn't a festival. It was a life lesson. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, prank you. In the doco, one guy points out that a bunch of very famous models posting orange tiles on their Instagram is essentially what built the entire what built the entire festival. And one kid with a few hundred followers posted a picture of cheese on toast and pretty much destroyed it. <laughs> <laughs> so the festival it just became a real clusterfuck from there. Um, people didn't have places to sleep. Um, it was just a big old mess. Eventually, the festival was officially cancelled. It was all in that same night. You cancelled on night one. Yeah. So I think I read that, like, a local band, because I think it was sort of like the night before. The festival probably starts the next day. But you know how you often get in the night before? Yeah. And there might be, like, some light entertainment on and then, you know, the next day is the main thing. I think a local band, like, performed for a bit, um, but that was it because Blink-182 pulled out the day of um, and, no, like, other acts just did not turn up. I think they were just like, oh, that's a clusterfuck. So anyway, they definitely could have cancelled before hundreds of people had arrived to a remote island. So now, Not that remote, though. Not that remote. <laughs> One of the good things about it. Not that was, remote. At least it wasn't that remote. <laughs> but it's still very hard to, uh, you know, it's not like you could just go to the airport and get on a flight. Right. Um, because the flights had been... Cancelled. So, well, like, well, that just use one of their private jets. Yeah, the uh, most of the attendees were stranded. Um, flights to and from were cancelled, and uh, the first flight back to Miami boarded at one thirty a.m. the next sort of morning, but was delayed for hours due to issues with the flight's manifest, and it was cancelled after sunrise. And passengers were locked in the airport terminal with no access to food, water, or air conditioning. They're just stuck there. Oh, what a nightmare. Can't go anywhere. The flight eventually left Exuma later that morning and more charter flights to Miami departed throughout the day. Um, The Bahamas Ministry of Tourism apologised on behalf of the nation and denied having any responsibility for how the events unfolded. Like, it's not their fault. Mm. The workers who constructed the site and and, um, and who had worked at the restaurant that provided meals for the festival were never paid. Um, and Marianne Rowley owned the restaurant at Exuma Point in the Bahamas that was hired to cater. She was an audience favourite when the doco came out, and she broke the hearts of viewers when she said that she was out of pocket around 50K. Oh, because she was feeding people. She was So she had 10 staff working 24-7 to be feeding staff, to be, like, just, yeah, they were cooking constantly, and then everybody just fucked off. There's a whole bit in the doco which it was sort of hard to get all that much information out of but essentially when the when the festival got cancelled it was official all the workers turned up at this house where billy and all the head honchos were staying and like said they just stood out the front like pay us and so everybody fled there was like talk of um you know from the 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 people the the workers sort of saying like take them hostage like to Whoa. hold them for ransom. It was it was like there was talk of it getting violent. So all of these Andy King again, this guy who, who was prepared to suck dick to take one for the team. He talks about swapping clothes with somebody, 
jumping in the back of a car just to be driven away. It was, like, very scary and full-on for them. So they all of the fire festival st- staff have just fucked off. Nobody's been paid, and she had 10 staff working for her, so she's paid them. So she's down 50 grand. Um, but after the documentary was released, a GoFundMe was set up and raised $140,000. Oh, wow. That's great. So, that's so a she actually made nice. a real profit. Yeah, she's doing very well. <laughs> so that's a nice little bit of, uh, of good news in it. So Fire Festival announced that it would offer all attendees a choice between a full refund or VIP, VIP tickets to the following Dave. year's festival. Love the VIP. Love the VIP. You can have VIP tickets to next year, which I would funnily t- enough never happened. What? I know. I reckon that most people would have asked for the refund. Yeah, did they get it? Probably not. Um, so also, let's keep in mind the whole reason this festival happened was because they were trying to promote an app. Oh, that's right. They didn't even. This isn't their main thing. No, it's not. But while the festival was happening, a whole team of people were still in the states working on the fire app, which was the whole point of this thing. So the festival falls apart and Billy comes back to the office and fucks everyone over. It's in the doco. It was recorded. He says, we're not firing anybody. We're just letting you know there'll be no payroll in the short term. There's no there's no official employment. And one of the staff members is like, so you won't, f- like, fire us, which means we'd be eligible for unemployment benefits. You're just making us quit and therefore we're not eligible. So he's just fucked them right over. Why? What's in it for him? doing it that way i have no idea probably i don't probably nothing i don't know jesus there's just no payroll at the moment so everyone's fucked he doesn't like negativity yeah that's it's more positive if you just wait surely that yeah. counts as being fired yeah so they should be eligible for unemployment benefits so as a result of the festival billy mcfarland and ja rule uh, were the subject of a $100 million lawsuit in the state of California, with Ja Rule later being dismissed from the lawsuit by a judge in July 2019. Um, the lawsuit alleges fraud, breach of contract, um, breach of covenant of good faith, uh, which was basically partly due to the inadequate catering and the incident where attendees were locked in the airport, and negligent misrepresentation. In April of 2021, only a month ago from the time of recording, a potential $2 million settlement with class members was proposed in which each of the 277 ticket holders who joined the action would receive approximately $7,000 each or 7200 The proposal had not yet been approved by a judge. A hearing was scheduled for May 13, 2021. That's today. Whoa. Whoa. Or... But, like, we're ahead, so tomorrow in the States. So it's ongoing. Yeah. But by the time the episode comes out... It'll be out there. Yeah. I know. In addition to the class action lawsuit that was filed in May of 2017, six federal and four individual lawsuits were filed in relation to this festival as well. Um, In July... This is fun. In July of 2017, McFarland was represented by a public defender at a bail hearing after his previous legal team had not been paid enough to continue to represent him. So he's he's got no cash. Did I ever pay anyone? No, absolutely not. That's how he's so wealthy. (laughs) (laughs) If you'd never paid rent or bought anything, you'd be so rich. True. You know? You know when you look at your bank statement and it says how much money you've put in, you're like... How? Where'd that go? Where'd that go? You get your tax at the end of the year. It's like you made this much. I'm like, no, I didn't. Why am I so poor? Why don't I have anything? Um, anyway, 
March 2018, Billy pleaded guilty to two counts of wire fraud in federal court in Manhattan and admitted to using fake documents to attract investors to put more than $26 million into his company. And he agreed to forfeit that $26 million. In June of 2018, he was charged with selling fraudulent tickets to events such as the Met Gala, Burning Man and Coachella while out on bail. So... He's faking tickets? Yes. To, like, the Met Gala, which is not a ticketed event. Right, you have to be invited, right? You have to be invited and you have to be, like, approved by... And a winter. Exactly. Wait, why is he doing this? Why is he doing this? Just another scam. He just can't stop scamming. He's just like, hey, you want to buy this ticket? You'll sit next to Beyonce. It's like he's gone from kind of, like, blurry... Like, if he could have pulled that off, it wouldn't have been a scam. He Was he intending for that festival to be like that the whole time? No, I don't think so. But Magnesis, but- I think you just get too stuck in it. Because Magnesis was, like, it was one of those things where you could get tickets to these exclusive events at a discounted price. And people would do that. And then the day before, their tickets would be cancelled. Oh. Like it was... Even before, right. Yeah, yeah. So the, from the very first one with Magnesis... It's always been pretty dodgy. Because yeah. this, one, this one now is like straight up just f- forging tickets. Yeah, that's fucking crazy. But that's while he's out on bail, while he's being investigated for fraud. He's an idiot. Mm. Allegedly. <laughs> Nailed it. Um, so in October of 2018, he was sentenced to six years in federal prison. He's currently incarcerated. I did not know that. In Ohio. Oh, the great state. Oh, he must feel lucky. That is like, if you're going to be incarcerated anywhere, I'd be incarcerated there. If you can be incarcerated anywhere, <laughs> I'd be incarcerated in there. Ohio. <laughs> and even Ja Rule, I, I didn't write this down, but there was like a very funny tweet from Ja Rule, sort of like, he also frauded me. <laughs> I'm, I'm also a big old victim. That was kind of once the doco came out and everyone was like, Ja Rule, what the fuck? Ja. <laughs> and then um, when everybody was really outpouring a lot of support for Marianne and all the people um, in the Bahamas who had you know, put so much work into it. And for them, it was a really big thing coming to the Bahamas and it was an ongoing thing. You know, It was set up... I think the discussion was, like, for at least five years. So they're like, this is ongoing work mm. and a big boost to our economy. That's huge. And then she's lost all that money. So when people are, like, tweeting about her, Ja Rule was like, oh, I'm so sorry. You know, I'm so sorry. No, we didn't mean to hurt anybody. <laughs> ja Rule was going to be like, I've also set up a GoFundMe. <laughs> for me. Yeah, it's been really hard. GoFundJa. GoFundJa. <laughs> <laughs> it's a new app. Uh, we're actually having a festival to launch it. <laughs> But anyway, and one of them, um, uh, Mark, one of the guys in the doco, he sort of says, like, he just wouldn't be surprised if in 10 years' time, you know, Billy's doing something very similar that probably will end in a similar way. Yeah. Do you think... It feels like he doesn't learn. It's so well publicised now. Yeah. You'd think that people wouldn't fall for it again. Nothing like this, anyway. You'd hope so. He might have to go to a different market. He's... He's done young people now might start defrauding the elderly. Yeah. <laughs> Just go door to door. We'll stock 2030. He's only like 29, 30, so he's got plenty of time ahead of him to uh, con some more people. So maybe that can be a fun update I can do one day. Yeah. 
But um, that is my uh, my report on Fire Festival. Hey, the happy ending there, Dave. We'll uh, obviously be attending 2022. Got my ticket. Yes. Every year it rolls over, of course. Of course. <laughs> the original year. They say, would you like a refund? I say, no, no, just roll no, over. I'm, gonna get a, go. I'm getting a triple VIP yeah, pass yeah, for next so, year. Yeah, it gets better and better. And with inflation, I'm actually up yeah. <laughs> yeah. for money. I've yeah. only paid $20,000. That ticket now, today's price is 21000 Ooh, that's a savvy investment. So looking forward. Does it does feel like he wasn't miles off making, like if he just had a little better business knack or something, he probably could have pulled off something this yeah, I don't, but know. Ma- I don't know. Or maybe if he just listened to people a little bit more. Yeah, I think it's that. Because uh, everybody who had known him from a, you know, a young age, because his first company, Spling, was it Spling? Spling. He was, he was about 20. So there were some people who had known him since then and they were like, he is a, like a genius. He's right. such a good entrepreneur. He's got a good sort of eye for, you know, what people want, et cetera, because he's very charismatic. He's a great salesman, all that kind of thing. I think maybe it is that that ego or, yeah, something gets in the way and you can't listen to other people because you know everything. Um, sorry, that was I was talking about you specifically there, Matt. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I do have a lot of belief. That's always been my issue. Yeah, maybe it's that that just that stopped him from actually thriving. Oh, he yeah, had potential. Just to be able to get all... It's weird to say, but it's sort of like, what a wild achievement to have such a big clusterfuck. Yeah. Like, you've brought in so many people. You've fucked over so many so people. So many people. An achievement in itself. Imagine the admin involved with just, like... To be that bad. Making false claims about how well your business is doing and stuff like that. It must just be ah, so much work. Yeah, and he just wouldn't have the thing that I would have, which is guilt and mm. stress. Mm. I wouldn't, I'd, it would ruin you. Yeah, nah, none of that. But, uh, yeah, he's obviously just missing those parts of his, of his brain or something where he yeah. just is able to <laughs> not feel guilty about <laughs> fucking everyone over. <laughs> feel awful. But, well, yeah, maybe... He, Maybe just has that thing where he doesn't doesn't see it that way. Yeah, you mean lack of I shame. Just, I got. I was unlucky. That's all. Sociopath. Few things went against us. It it was a good plan. Yeah. Hey Dave, when you there is actually I found an article saying five rappers who appear in the Fast and Furious franchise. Oh, cool! It's one of the biggest <laughs> employers of rappers in the world. Yeah. Who who are the who are Ja the Rule's first listed? I think yes. he because he's a recurring character, yes. I believe. But so is Ludacris, who is Ludacris is the one I was, I was thinking, thinking of. He's in two, five, six, seven, and eight. Okay. Whereas Ja Rule's only in the first one. Oh. Right. So when you say recurring, and maybe I, agree I was with thinking you. of Ludacris. Uh, then Jin is in uh, the second one. I've never even heard of Jin. Jin. I don't know Jin. Uh, Bow Wow's in three and seven. Oh yeah, he no longer little. Oh, we talked about him recently. <laughs> Australia's own Iggy Azalea. 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 Is in oh. in film number seven. Iggy Ig. I didn't know that. Oh, I think I go. stopped watching at number five. Don't oh. tell Michelle Brazier. She loves that series. I I watched them all in a, a chunk at some point mm. to get up to date, and I enjoyed them, but I couldn't tell you a thing about any. Nah, of them. not at all. But um, they had cars in it, so my brother loved it. <laughs> so I watched, it was on heavy rotation at our house. I watched Gone in 60 Seconds recently. Oh, yeah. Oh, with a cage. Yeah. That was pretty good. But it sort of it what's, just sort of ends and you're like, huh. <laughs> what's Gone in 60 Seconds? 
Yeah, that's I guess the I car. I think it's the car is gone from the you know, people who own the car. Is hot the wire it in sixty seconds, right? Gotcha. Because if because uh, the movie did go for quite a lot longer than that, um, which was disappointing. What sixty minutes? Even more. What? Yeah, it just kept going and sixty-five. I I well possibly, Whoa. but it felt like longer. That's but nuts. There was some you know there was some fun stuff in it, but yeah, it was it just felt like a bit of a nothing. Anyway, whatever. We're not here to talk <laughs> about that. We're here to talk about the music of Jin. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, let me look up Jin for you, Dave. Hi, Jin. Uh, Is if it spelled J-I-N or G-I-N? J-I-N. Hmm. Uh, well, there's multiple things here. There's a Chinese state. There's a dynasty. Uh, where? No. Hang on. Here we go. Jin. Here we go. A 2013 Turkish-German film. No, that's not <laughs> him. So uh, many gins. It's big. It looks like a lot of famous Japanese people are named Jin. I don't know. I can't find him. I've found him already. <laughs> <laughs> MC Jin. <laughs> there he is. So I found him. Hong Kong American rapper. Damn. <laughs> Got him. I cannot find him. All catchphrases and fan culture. Jin's catchphrase is Aya, a Chinese interjection rough, roughly equivalent to Oh my gosh. <laughs> Good for him. That's cute. Good for Jin. Good for Jin. But anyway, guys, that brings us to everyone's favourite part of the show. The fact, quote, or question section, which I think has a little jingle to get some of this. Fact, quote, or question. Jin. <laughs> he always remembers the Jin. Now, really, I mean, that's the jingle for this section, but really it's the, the um, section that opens up this whole second half of our show, uh, which we don't really have a name for, but it's just the second half, yeah. the, the better half. Yeah. And Ooh, I did it again. Jess went down on her chair again. <laughs> well, that sounded... <laughs> Jess, stop going down on your chair. Yeah, whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. You can hey. just pay the tax. <laughs> <Yeah>. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, in this uh, section, we like to thank a, a bunch of our supporters. Uh, if you get on board at patreon.com slash dogoonpod or dogoonpod.com, you can um, support us for a bunch of different levels, different amounts of money, and this is sounding very much like And it sounds like five festival, <laughs> but we honestly, we, we put out the stuff every month. Yeah, we we d- get, we're, 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 good, we're good on our promises. We're good for it. We've got a multi-year track record here, people. We actually do. We put it. out over 100 bonus episodes. <laughs> we put out. We do. We go down on chairs. We put out episodes. <laughs> uh, the most recent bonus episode that we put out, uh, probably uh, last week at this stage, but when this one comes out, is uh, I went back and did uh, one of our most requested uh, mystery topics, Diet Love Pass, we did many years ago. I did a Diet Love Pass Part 2 because it's been two in the last year or so um, new scientific breakthroughs that might explain what happened to those poor Russians. That was a fun episode. We recorded it last night and we laughed a lot. Yeah, it was very silly but a lot of fun. So there's a bunch of, yeah, like Dave said, over 100 bonus episodes you can get at the moment. Uh, there's also things like Facebook group that you can get involved in it's sort of like an it's it's like an exclusive beach party in a way yeah absolutely and uh, the catering is fantastic fantastic very good uh and uh, one of the other things you can get involved in if you're on the sydney schoenberg deluxe memorial edition level you have to give us a fact a quote or a question uh, you also get to give us uh give yourself a title 
And we've got four of those to read out now. Should I? Is that all I need to say before we go into these? I believe so. Yeah. All right. So first up, we have uh, Gary J from the UK. Gary. Gaza. And Gary J has given himself the title of Waiting to Hear If I've Got That Promotion. They said they'd be in touch, but that was a decade ago. <laughs> <laughs> fingers crossed. Oh, fingers crossed. Gary, do you work with these people every day? <laughs> that's, a, that's a long wait. Uh, Gaddy J has asked a question. Here is the question. I found out not long ago Colour Telly was first broadcast in Australia on ABC TV on the 28th of Feb. Uh, bracket. I thought I'd make it easy for you to pronounce Feb. Right? <laughs> Wrote Feb instead of February. 1956? Oh, that's TV was 1956. Colour TV was was 75. Oh, yeah, way later. He said it it was on something called Auntie Jack Introduces Colour in a one-off telly special edition of the Auntie Jack Show, which is a clip they they play every now and then on on sort of his TV docos in Australia Mm. where the colour's sort of creeping up from the bottom of the screen and the characters are saying, get it down like... Like it was rising water almost. Pretty clever. Uh, hasn't got to a question yet, Gaddy, but we'll continue on. Uh, it was created two years after the Annie, Arnie Jack show finished and featured the main character, Arnie Jack, played by Graham Bond, even though uh, she had been killed off in the last season in 1973. The episode was five minutes long and was the first show on ABC television to be broadcast in colour. Uh, he said, oh, yeah, my question is, is Auntie Jack any relation to Auntie Donna? <laughs> Sorry for wasting your time. And <laughs> I hope everyone is well and keeping safe. Not at all. Auntie Jack is actually Auntie Donna's auntie. Yes. All oh, right. You know, I, I've, you, know you hope um, as, a, as, a, as a young person that one day you'll grow up and be an auntie yourself. Yeah. And that did happen for Auntie Donna. Um, so, yes, actually, yeah, strong relation there. And they worked in, you know, took up the family business of comedy. Yeah, which is lovely. Working in colour. Yep, they do do work in colour. Do you know Auntie Jack's catchphrase or what it was? Was it? (laughs) I'm trying to remember Jin's catchphrase. (laughs) (laughs) That was, uh, it was, uh, I'll rip your bloody arms off. Oh, that's fun. (laughs) That's good stuff. That's good stuff. You know, aunties. Classic aunties. Well, it's like, it was like a... Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, I've never seen an episode or anything, but apparently it was very, it was uh, pretty, it was good stuff. Yeah, great. But comedy doesn't always date that well. And you see clips sometimes, you go, this is what the parents' generation laughed at. Well, there you go. Um, but I think classic stuff. I should probably um, check out more. You know, like our kids will think, yours or mine, um, will think that <laughs> the stuff we find Have you got funny. some news, <laughs> Bob? Well, um, the, the stuff we find funny will be so lame to them, and that'll be so heartbreaking. Yeah, I mean, I guess the lesson is don't don't, don't share agree. any of your oh. any of your passions with anyone else. Yeah, that's a great point. Spe- especially Learned from that. other generations. Learned that in the bloody uh, the bloody river dance oh, episode. Get over it. I mate. won't. I won't get over it. Get over it. No. <laughs> so Jess, when's our kid due? <laughs> oh, I don't know. <laughs> we should ask the doctor. We should, wait, we should ask. It's been a while. I think we've skipped a step, but um, <laughs> will I be uh, <laughs> Godfather over here or? Uh, well, we'll uh, yeah, just wait and we'll yeah, get back we'll to you. Let you know. We'll let you know. Our people in, call your people. Put in my application. <laughs> uh, the next one comes from Paul Meller, who's given himself the title of. 
on Batman. <laughs> That's funny. It's a good title. And Paul's offered us a fact. Here Ooh. is the fact. This is a, it's another longish one here. This fact is inspired by the report on big things as tourist attractions, which was a, a another one of the bonus reports. If you want to hear that, go to patreon.com slash do go on pod. Or That's right. We're on pod.com. I broke down the history of, in Australia. If you're not familiar, we have a lot of big things around the place. Your big pineapple, your big bananas, your big potatoes. We love it big. We're a sunburnt country and we love big shit. <laughs> and one of, one of them was a big shit. Big shit. <laughs> They're just roadside tourist attractions is what we found most of them to be. But yeah. lo- want to hear this fact from Mella. Uh, when I was but a boy, my family often made the short trip from Oldham to Blackpool in northwest England to spend the day by the sea and enjoy the funfair rides and general cheesiness of the resort. Fair to Blackpool as a resort mm, town. Sounds fun. Uh, I remembered recently that on several occasions there was a huge replica of King Kong climbing the Blackpool Tower and it used to scare the crap out of me. Never understanding what it was properly back then, I did a bit of research. Turns out that in 1983, for the 50th anniversary of the original 1933 movie, an 85-foot-tall inflatable King Kong was attached to the mast of the Empire State Building at a cost of $100,000. However, the giant fake primate did not fare well in the wind so high up and was taken down soon after. <laughs> the eight-storey nylon King Kong balloon, which had uh, had a blowout in an armpit during a test, <laughs> developed a hole in its left shoulder during inflation and lay in a heap on the side of the building's <laughs> mast. The beast caused mayhem on the streets below as and people... And mayhem in the sheets. <laughs> <laughs> not a generous lover. King Kong... <laughs> Uh, (laughs) the beast caused mayhem on the streets and in the sheets uh, as people in the city were looking up instead of at the traffic two two biplanes symbolic of those that shot King Kong down a half century before buzzed the building dodging five helicopters that carried photographers and some jet airliners flying special routes to give passengers a view of the ape the following year an inflatable Kong appeared in Blackpool I'm not sure how long it was there, what happened to it since, or even how it was organised, but some of the photos are pretty crazy. It is no wonder I would not walk near it as a kid. <laughs> that is a... F- well, that's a... That's a good... That's a fact. Is it fun, Jess? Thank you. Yes, it is pretty fun. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Certainly not boring, which is my domain. <laughs> uh, see, this is just how we work, you know? Without one of us... We crumble. That's right, because facts are one of three things. Boring, grim, or fun. Exactly. Uh, thank you very much, Paul. This next one comes from David Loring, who... Do you want to try to see if you can find a photo of that Kong on, in Blackpool or in the blow-up one in 83? Uh, this one comes from David Loring. Captain... Uh, the to- Giving himself the title of Captain of the Edison to Actually Functional Blood Test Machine Relay Team. <laughs> Remember the... At the run the blood to another oh, room to yeah. pretend. Oh, yeah, pretend that it was working. That's yes. right. That's so funny. Uh, and David has offered a fact as well. David's fact is the color magenta is a lie. What? What? <sighs> it's known as an extra spectral color, which means there's no visible wavelength of light that corresponds to the color. Or in simpler terms, magenta doesn't exist. What we perceive as magenta is actually a combination of red and blue light battling it out in our brains and making us think we see a colour that's not really there. Whoa. 
All right. That's not a grim fact. Is it boring, Dave? No. But it's very interesting. <laughs> we need it's a fourth interesting topic. Interesting fun? Yeah, like right. telling someone, like, even if you don't go into it, magenta's not real. You go, well, that's, that's kind of fun. fun. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Intrigued. Maybe. Please do go on. Well, yeah. you're the expert here, but I, if it was up to me. And it's not. Yeah, I would call that fun. Well. But it's not up to me. It is fun. Yes. I'm, I'm enjoying watching your fun instincts bloom. I enjoy that. I also enjoy, I have Googled, uh, if you look up the Blackpool Museum Project, there is a photo of King Kong 1984. Whoa. Oh, that's look cool. Look at him go. Love it. That's awesome. Quite that's cool. in 1984, but that photo looks like it's from 100 years ago. Totally. Oh, there it is in colour. Ah, oh, yeah, love it. Yeah, look, I'd be scared of that. Look better in black and white. Yeah. Everything does. Everything does. The arty. <laughs> uh, all right. Cheers to you, David. Finally, we've got one. <laughs> Sorry. The related photo. Panicked woman believes Blackpool Tower is melting after boyfriend's Photoshop prank. <laughs> he just Photoshopped very badly that tower <laughs> to look a bit wobbly and has obviously sent that to her. It's so bad. <laughs> Oh, that is so good. That's great. She, he had written, Blackpool Tower started melting today. This is her reply in caps. No way. New message. What the hell? How did it melt? How did it melt? How the fuck can the tower melt? <laughs> Don't know, man. Too hot, I think you wrote that. <laughs> <laughs> something very funny about calling your partner man. Don't know, man. <laughs> very good. I don't too know, hot man. or something. I like to call my bro sometimes. I don't know, bro. I don't know, man. <laughs> Very that funny. That is a great response. Very good. I I think. That's so funny. Oh, the guilt would have kicked in and I would have said, just joking. It's a joke. It's a, joke. it's a very good Photoshop from me. Very good. <laughs> yeah, you were right to be fooled. Nailed <laughs> it. Uh, all right, so the final fact quota question this week comes from Nathan Swap, who uh, has given himself the title of Master of Joining Patreons at 1am. Ah, an important role. <laughs> And Nathan's asked a question. Uh, his question. I like it. I think it's the most succinct of all of the entries so far. Mm. Uh, this one's from Nathan. What past topic would you like to see as a film or novel or could be improved with a primate? Oh. Okay, past topic. What would make a good film? It should be some sort of, like, adventure kind of topic or something. I feel like uh, The Woman Who Fell From The Sky, which is yes. there's a short documentary on that, but I feel like it could be a feature-length movie. Emily Blunt. Great. That's who I'm putting forward. Yep. She'd be good in that, wandering yeah. to the jungle. Wasn't she quite young? Yes, yes, very young, in her 20s, I believe. I mean, if they could age down Samuel L. Jackson and Captain Marvel, they can make Emily Blunt. You want to say they can age Child. down Samuel L. Jackson, surely he's right for this role. <laughs> Right, let's get him in get there. Get him in there. He's in every movie. He can do anything. I'm thinking about uh, the, I can't quite remember her name, but the woman who was on the run, her family took her on the run. Yes. Oh, Pauline Dakin? Pauline Dakin, well yeah. Dave. Yeah, yeah, that's a great story. That was a very cool story. That feels story. like it's, yeah. Could be. Could definitely, if it hasn't And it could already. be like, like we were with the report with you, Matt, not sure what's real and what's yeah. not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like got that you thriller really aspect. P- play with it, yeah. yeah. I think a primate in that would take away from that a little bit. You'd be like, okay, they've, they've gone too far. <laughs> yeah. So no primate in that one. Uh, what's a good topic to add a primate into, though? Maybe one of the heists? Maybe yeah. the, yeah, the, that transy book heist. 
So let's get a mate, chimp as a getaway driver. Driver, I was thinking. Yes. Yeah, fantastic. Very in the chimp in there. there. Chimp driver. They're very good drivers, chimps. I assume. I can only assume. If we can do it, they can do it. I reckon that this week's episode could make a good documentary or two. <laughs> okay. But could it be improved by a primate? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I think the festival could have been. Yeah, for I'm sure. I'm going to give them Listen, something. Yeah, something to do. A primate. Yeah. Do the primate. Do it. Do the primate. <laughs> it's a new craze. So thank you very much to Nathan for that uh, fantastic question there, as well as David, uh, Paul, and Gary for their facts. Gary and Paul, especially very in-depth stuff there. Mm. Uh, I would not rip off your bloody arms. <laughs> I've butchered that. Uh, you know who would? A chimp. Chimp, yeah. Oh, okay. Arnie Jack. <laughs> played by now a chimp. Now played by a chimp. Perfect. Uh, the other thing we like to do is thank a few of our uh, Patreon supporters who have been on the shout-out level. Jess normally comes up with a little game somehow related to the episode. Yeah. I, so one of the things I forgot to mention in the report was that um, some of the attractions that the festival had on offer, one of them was a treasure hunt. Um, which we love here. At we love treasure We hunts. love a treasure we hunt. We love treasure. We love hunts. So I'm thinking these people, we give them all a, an activity or some kind of stall or something that they're running at a festival. Oh, okay, great. You know what I mean? At a, at a working festival or a failed festival? Working. Like, it, like if Fire Festival, if they pulled it off and it really was the luxurious thing uh, that they were hoping for, what are these people doing at the festival? They can be partaking or they can be running it. Maybe partaking. That's more fun for them. All right, great. Well, if I can kick off, uh, I'd love to thank someone who's been waiting patiently, just got in contact asking <laughs> if I'd missed shouting them out, and it turns out I had. Um, so thank you so much from Round Rock in Texas in the United States, Melissa Shook. Melissa Shook is competing in a hula hoop competition. Mm. Oh. But hula hoops diamond encrusted. Wow. Yeah, that's right. That fire. Classy. Yeah. <laughs> that's a classy hoop. And so far, Melissa is up to four hoops on the go at once. Oh, right. It's, had to, it's a sort of a quantity. It's both quantity and quality. And quality. It's quality of the. Oh, okay. So it's and sort of judged like the Olympic style. Exactly right, yes. Oh, the gymnastics. There yeah. is a oh, the rigorous criteria. German judge, notoriously hard in the <laughs> hula hoop. <laughs> uh, thank you very much, Melissa. I'd also love to thank from Gugong in New South Wales, Australia, Patrick Doswell or Doswell. Ooh. Patrick is at a dolphin show everybody gets their own dolphin oh wow and throughout the course of an afternoon you are taught how to do a trick with your dolphin it is questionable ethically yeah, yeah. This is, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling for the dolphin yeah but that's here. very on brand for this festival exactly I feel. they are incredibly wealthy assholes so <laughs> not you obviously patrick you just uh, you're just going along for the experience and the fun but the people running it Assholes. Got a free dolphin though. But yeah, you got a dolphin, and you and your dolphin actually had a really beautiful connection. And that dolphin told you telepathically that they're actually quite happy. Oh, <laughs> that's nice. So it's okay. Nice. <laughs> Was that a good save? Cheers, yeah. Patrick. And finally, from me, I'd love to thank uh, again from Texas, from Garland 
in Texas in the United States, Josh Harmon. Uh, Josh is playing uh, table tennis. Okay. But he's playing against former multi-Wimbledon champion Pete Sampras. Wow. wow. Pistol like, Pete. Everyone you play, you, everyone gets their own uh, former Wimbledon champion that you play table tennis and against. And a fun little twist. It's not just table tennis like over the table. You kind of have to bend over, hurt your back. It's like this huge life-size table tennis court. Yes. Life-size. So you stand on the table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you it's have like, just oversized paddles? Yeah, yeah. They're much bigger. The net is bigger. Um, and you sort of have to do a bit of running up and down. Right. Still just big ping pong plastic balls? Yes. <laughs> right. <laughs> that sounds fun. But they're like very big. They're like volleyball size balls. And then, but what they, you realise when you leave the court, it's not a really big table tennis thing. You just get shrunk down. They've yes! got that technology there. <laughs> and yeah. then they, they put you back, obviously. Yeah. And they put Pete back as well. Yeah. yeah Pete's fine. Yeah. Checking yeah. on Pete. Pistol Pete's welfare. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, Pistol. <laughs> he was unstoppable. I, it was boring when I was a kid. I'm just like, yeah. Who's going to win? Oh, he's won it again. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Whatever. So, there's always been someone like that in tennis, I think. Especially in the men's. There's so always, always been, been someone like that on dominators. this podcast. There's always a dominator. <laughs> <laughs> it gets boring because she just wins all the time. <laughs> it's very sweet of you to say, Bob. Uh, who else wants to thank some I'll jump supporters. in if you don't mind, Bob. I don't mind, please. Uh, I would like to thank from Ringstead in DK. Denmark. Is this Denmark? Holy Love shit. Love this. To Maya Omaha. It's M-A-J-A. Maya Lickergaard. Wow. Maya Lickergaard. Fantastic name there. Incredible. It is Denmark as well. Awesome. From thank Denmark. You so thank you so much for your support. I've made some pretty crap suggestions, so very open to... No, I loved your, your, your The suggestions. ethical dolphins? Yeah, that was good. Uh, I love... Uh, when I go to my favourite music festival, the Meredith Music, music Festival, um, there's... Uh, I never really... I went to it the first year. I don't think I've been to it since, but there's an outdoor cinema where I once watched Pumping Iron with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, cool. Is there a cinema at Meredith? There, well, there used to be, at That's least. That's fun. They yeah. had one at Splendour and I never went. Idiot. So I, I can't. I think maybe what what film should Marja watch? They are actually screening films that aren't out in cinemas yet. Oh, you got to remember right. this is a fancy festival. Yeah, oh, and are they introduced by the stars? Yes. Yes, these are like first cuts, and and Leonardo DiCaprio is saying stuff like, "Hey, just let us. We'd love to know your we'd feedback. Love you yeah, yeah. Uh, this is sort of a rough cut." These you are actually know, today's come rushes. Up, come up and chat to me personally yes. afterwards. Or like the, it gets to the end, he goes, sorry, we haven't shot this scene yet, so I'm going to do it with <laughs> yeah. a few volunteers. Yeah. So I'll be me. Uh, if you want to come up, you can play Kate Winslet over here. And uh, here we go. Yeah, great. <laughs> in. Kate's in the back there. I'm going, I'll do it. No, no. No, no, Kate. No, no, no. we got Marja. Maya here, uh, who's very versatile. So versatile. In, this, in the acting space. So... Are you, did, you, did you go with Marja or Marj, Maya? It could be a soft J. Could be Marja, Maya, Maha. Not sure. But Lickigard. More confident with that. Lickigard, yeah. It's similar to, you know, you know Licky Lee? Yes. Same spelling of the first half, I think. L-Y-K-K-E. <laughs> fun fact. <laughs> that is fun. <laughs> is, uh, uh, actually, Licky Lee's in not here. Danish, is I'll here. she? Boring. Oh, no. <laughs> Where's Licky from? Mm. Swedish. While you look up that, I will move on to our next uh, fantastic supporter who is from uh, Virginia in the United States, 
It is Logan Acker. Logan Acker. Uh, uh, getting From Salem, Virginia. A special sort of futuristic massage. Oh, you know, yeah. After a long, hard day. Of fest- partying. Festivaling, partying. Yeah, it's, but they've got this new technology. What is it? Get, get under your skin type thing? Like, yeah. get onto the muscle? And it's like it glows red. Yeah. Oh. So, you know, it's but pretty it's futuristic. very relaxed. Very relaxed. Yeah. It's not, it feels warm. It's like warm inside of you. Yeah. That's cool. And yeah. you suddenly forgive your dad. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's powerful. Yeah, yeah. It's not just for muscles. It's also for brain That's cells. cool. <laughs> Jess, you going to have a go? <laughs> Is it my turn? No, I mean, are you going to have a go in the... Fixing my brains all? Yeah. Why? Forgive your dad. Oh, <laughs> too far gone. <laughs> <laughs> well, moving uh, on. Hello, if you're listening, Hi, John. Uh, from Griffith in the Australian Capital Territory. Uh, big shout out to Anne White. Anne White. What about Anne White? White. They take you into a tent and they show you a new colour. Whoa! Whoa. Like one that... <laughs> that that's... Like that does feel to me that that does seem like the kind of thing that rich people would <laughs> yeah, do. Yeah. It's like it's not even like a new shade; it's literally a new color. One you can't even imagine what it is. But wow. when you see it, you go, "I've never seen anything like that." We're not letting everyone else see this, and <laughs> yeah. we probably never yeah. will. Is everyone seeing the same color, or does everybody see a different new color? Oh. How many colors can they come? No, up with? I guess one color, and you'll come out and you go, "That was worth it." Did you see the color? Did you see the color? How do you describe it? Oh. Wow! Well, well, it's, well, it's, well, it's, it's hard to. And how uh, do they, they even build it? They've even named it Anne White. Oh, oh right. That's Is that misleading? Easy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You go. What? It's got to be similar to white. It's not. It's unlike. Any, I can't describe it to you. It's amazing. Wow! It makes oh. you feel something. It what? Would, tell me, something. like, if you're merging two of the primary colors together, which two are you merging? You can't get it. You can't really? Do it. It's a fourth primary about? color. What do you mean? Whoa. Yeah. A fourth primary. No it's going to change exactly. everything. Seriously, this is wow. alien technology. Holy shit. Wow. That's exciting. And so, yeah. terrifying. Yeah. And let us know. If you can describe it to us, that would... <laughs> I mean, it sounds like it's impossible to do, but... And have a go. <laughs> May I thank some people as well? Pleasey. I would love to thank... <laughs> Pleasey. From Houston, Texas. A lot of Texans today. Yeah. I love it. I'd love to thank... Heather Ringman. Oh, Heather is in the custom fragrance tent, son. Yes. Custom make fragrance. no smell. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> it's funny. My mum used to call farting making smells. <laughs> Who made a smell? <laughs> what a positive spin that yeah. is. Hey, look at you kids creating things. That's <laughs> nice. Look at you making smells. When I was in primary school in, in uh, prep, so first year it was uh, our family would say pops. Yeah, Who, who's done pops? Pops is good. Fluff. Fluff. <laughs> who's fluffed? Who's, who fluffed? <laughs> who fluffed up? <laughs> My dad would say, "Who's dropped your guts?" <laughs> Which is a perfect. It's very visceral. Oh, that pick, really pick them up. <laughs> pick up your who guts. Who dropped their guts over here? But if you wanted, like, if you wanted to in this tent, you can make a smell of someone dropping their guts. Absolutely. Like, up, yes. You can make anything you like. But ideally more positive smells, right? Yeah. But, you know, it's whatever's positive to you. Oh, yeah. That's true. You've probably worked through a few things in that massage place. <laughs> You've got some smells you need to get out. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> it's happening. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoy that one over there, aren't you? Sometimes I just think, why do you talk, Jess? Why? But yeah, it's what you do best. <laughs> it's my job. 
Um, okay, thank you, Heather. I would also love to thank from Gothenburg. Oh, now we're over to Sweden. I would love to thank Adam Norman. Adam Norman. Adam Norman. I love that. What about... Um, okay, it's uh, paint your own Picasso. Yes. But it's, it's actual Picasso. It's worth... Oh, wait, what? <laughs> so you come in, like, they bring in a Picasso and you get to paint over it <gasps> if you want. You get to add to it. So it's like a collab between you... I'd put a dick on and, it. ...and Pablo P. That's amazing. I would, I, so, like, I would definitely people put like, a dick on this it. Would you put a dick in the, in the, in the, on the crotch? Nah. So what if it's a fruit bowl of fruit? Put a dick on <laughs> it. Put a dick on it. So you walk into the tent and they go, this is worth $80 million. Dick. And they hand you a brush and go, go for it, son. Yes, this is more. This is all the sort of stuff I picture rich people doing. Yeah, it's like, like hey, you can oh, destroy stuff. Getting your own dolphin wasn't good enough for you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just don't picture. I think, I think rich people normally care too much for dolphins to be that cruel. But they don't give a shit about Pablo Picasso. Yeah, fuck Pablo Picasso. Hey, he's dead. Paint your own Picasso. Paint your own Picasso is pretty great. Adam is actually a very good artist. Yeah, so thank goodness. The, the dick aside. is very lifelike. It's very... It's, it's a, a beautiful... He paints a beautiful You really beard. go, what's that? Is that a, a photograph? You go, what? Why is there this cubist image mm. with all sorts of stuff going on? There's a, a nose and an ear on the same part of the body and then there's also a, like a life... <laughs> like a life size, but also very well painted dick. Is that dick 3D? No, the shadowing is just that good. Wow. Yeah, Adam's very talented. Start again. Has someone put their dick through this painting? <laughs> Someone's standing on that painting with their dick through it? It's fine if they are, but I'm just, oh, no, it is just that accurate. So well done, Adam, you big perv. Uh, and finally, is that finally? Yeah, finally for me, I would love to thank from Summerland. Oh, Canada. that sounds like That's a beautiful nice. spot. Gorgeous. Love to thank Joel Tremblay. Joel Tremblay. Ah, oh, we know another Canadian man named Tremblay. Oh, Alice there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just funny to leave you hanging there for yeah. a second. Who? <laughs> Sorry? Oh, I don't. Tremblay. Bertrand. believe I do. Uh, so what, what's Joel been up to? I think Joel is... Um, oh, oh. Okay, no, you probably... No, I, nothing <laughs> Nothing that made me make that sound. Joel is riding a dinosaur. Oh. Wow, dinosaur rides. They brought one back. They bring that. Okay, that's... I, I was picturing Ploddy. Is this, is this what we're talking, a big one or a little one? It's a big dinosaur. Whoa. They've brought it back. They've essentially created Jurassic Park. You can have up to 10 people on the back of this dinosaur. Wow. There's like a little dining wow. setting set If you up. pay more, can you do it with a celebrity? Yeah. 100%. Like you look up Selena That's Gomez. That's It's so. hanging out with you or something. On a dinosaur. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you're doing it with a celebrity on the back of a dinosaur. <laughs> Nothing hotter than that. <laughs> I've always wanted to do it on the back of a dinosaur. <laughs> look, I meant just they're hanging also on the dinosaur. Well, but it, but if you want to take it to hey, the next whatever level. Whatever happens, happens. Hey, you know? hey, Dave, how many celebrities have you done it with? I would not answer that. none. Virgin. All right. Whatever happens on a dinosaur stays on a dinosaur. That's all <laughs> yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, thank you. Otherwise, I don't want to kiss and tell mm. what happened between I me. I came on the back of that dinosaur and the, the cum's still up there. <laughs> all right, edit that. Edit that bit out, please. No. Bop, that, please. Was, that was a lot. That was a lot. I really hope most people have stopped listening by now. I have. <laughs> uh, that's everyone we're thanking there. The last thing we've got to do is thank a few people for being long-term supporters, Triptych Club members. So to get involved in this, is uh, all you have to do is 
uh, be a, 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 legend. a legend who supports us on the shout-out level or above for three straight years. Amazing. And uh, how are we doing it this week? Have we, we've been sharing it around a bit lately. I've enjoyed sharing it around, but I'm... We'll I, go back to the classic? No, 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 not at all. I know for sure that I'll be bad at um, trying to hype people up. Oh, but it doesn't... That's great, honestly. And then I'll hype you up if you like. Yeah, okay. And I'll give ma- it a go. So I'll read them out. How many are there? Uh, if there's lots, I don't want to do it. There's not that. <laughs> I don't think there's that many. We could go one, then the other if you like. You want to warm into yeah, it because it's your good. first time. Yeah, that'll be good. Thanks and then we'll hype each other up. Yeah, of course. Love that. So this episode comes out on the 19th of May, 2021. What a beautiful day. Going down in history. So we've got one, two, three, four, five, six... Six, right. Three, Three each. each. We can do that. Easy. So the Triptych Club, it's like an exclusive place. Like um, Basically, it's like a very expensive bungalow yes. on the beach. A villa, right? A on villa. The you can also, we've also got a yacht. Yes. We make a lot of promises about yes. this club. But we follow through on these promises. Mm. Yes, that's right. We book music. We have great food. We have great drinks every week. It changes. Uh, yes, I'm standing on the door. I've got the door list. So I'll read out the names before Jess and Dave hype them up and then hype each other up. Uh, <laughs> Jess, behind the bar, do you, have you got a, a cocktail here? Uh, or do you want me to do that thing as you're doing the hyping? No, that's whatever. I've got an idea. <laughs> Great. I had an idea for a drink before and I lost it. But food-wise, uh, we've got an assortment of cheese sandwiches. <laughs> I'm so gonna, and they're all in those shitty little polystyrene containers. We could, it could be fireball shots. Yes, and a lot of tequila. That's good. Um, yes, and they're very expensive. <laughs> Wait, do we, and we normally don't charge for drinks. Yeah, but these ones are going to cost you a limb. They're very expensive. <laughs> yeah, we're going to rip your bloody I'm arms gonna off. I'm going to rip your bloody arms off. And, uh, Dave, you normally book a, a band, anyone from We've the Five Festival We've actually booked a lot tonight. It's yeah. every rapper that's appeared in the Fast and the Furious well, movies. Gin? Headlined by Jin. You got Jin? Jin. <gasps> Fantastic. Oh Akai. Is it my birthday? <laughs> I love Jin. <laughs> yeah, Jin. Fuck, are you about to do a gin shot with Jin? Wow. A shot of Jin, first of all, is... Cooked. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Oh my god. Yuck. You are fucked. If you're onto the shots yeah, of gin. No Shotting good. botanicals. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so uh the first cab off the rank um got in contact with me uh today saying that they've been on uh supporting us for well over three years, but they there was a bit of a clerical error at their end. And anyway, it's a real pleasure to welcome them in. Uh, pushing towards a year after when they should have been, I think. About six months. Anyway, so you're ready to go? Yes. From Wichita in Kansas in the United States is Michael DeRizzi. <laughs> oh, Michael DeRizzi. <laughs> what you doing tonight? Yeah, what's Coming into the club. Yes. And then you hype Jess up. Yeah, great. Wait. We hype each other. Oh, yeah. yeah. Hell yeah, Jess. Great hyping. <laughs> Thank you. I think well, you've added a new step of hype. Just keep the momentum going. I didn't get that one. <laughs> Wichita, what you doing tonight? Oh. What you doing tonight? You don't have to Which get you it. What you doing tonight? You just oh, have to okay. keep the flow. Yep, yep, yep. All right. Well, that one was way up above. Now I've got to get down with the, these new ones. Uh, coming in at a much more Getting timely manner. Getting to with it. 
Yes, yes, Dave, you did it. All right, now uh, from it. Melbourne. Like getting jiggy, the rizzy. Mm. Getting the rizzy with it. Okay. Is that something? I thought it was like busy, getting busy. Oh, yeah, 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 great. Yes. Thank you. Uh, Woo! From Melbourne in Victoria, Australia, it's Georgia Robinson. Oh, here's to you, Georgia Robinson. Yeah, that Welcome is to the good, club. Good stuff. <sighs> from. Oh, God, I'm faint. <laughs> Don't worry. You, you'll get through it. <laughs> we've, been, we've had a few Scandinavians in today from Porson, Porson Moan uh, in Norway. It's Asmund Nordhagen. Oh, Norway, you're having a bad time. Yes. You're having a good time. Yes. From Brighton in uh, State CO, Colorado, I reckon, in the United States, Dominic Webster. Well, you're Brighton up this party. <laughs> From Werribee in Victoria, Australia, it's Emmeline Oxkowski. <laughs> Emily, where is the where's she been all my life, Werribee? <laughs> where I, I was thinking, where you been? Think it was going to be yes, thank you. I thought it was going to be a man, so I was going to say where he be. Yeah, <laughs> but then I had to sort of backtrack. But where he be? From Birmingham in <laughs> Great Britain, it's Troy Swaffer. Oh, Troy Swaffer. From where? From Birmingham, a Brummie well, in I'm Great Britain. Burning up to see you. Yeah. God, that's good. At Hell one, yeah. At what point, boop, boop, Dave hit the top of his drink bottle with his finger a few times. <laughs> with a, oh, bow, 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 bow. Yeah. yeah. Letterman style, sort of. <laughs> 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 All right, that's it. That's all our oh, my goodness. into the, the best. Love that. <laughs> Berman up to see you. So welcome in Troy, Emmeline, Dominique, Asmund, Georgia, and Michael. Uh, and, yeah, if you want to get involved in any of that stuff, patreon.com slash dogoonpod or dogoonpod.com. Follow us on the social medias, dogoonpod, on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Uh, our email address is dogoonpod at gmail.com. Uh, and... Yes. <laughs> yeah, I reckon that means. My, and my, yes. My, Michael Derizzi said that he, he sent an email uh, a while back to explain this thing and he didn't get a reply. And I said, honestly, I'm really going to have a sharp word to Jess because mm. she replies to all emails and one of you is a liar. <laughs> and then I called him a liar yeah. in all caps and exclamation, exclamation yeah. marks. Great. I said, is you calling Jess a liar? Because I did respond with invisible ink. <laughs> <laughs> with magenta. <laughs> so I fully can't see it. Yeah, doesn't exist. <laughs> but that brings us to the end of the episode. What a fun time we've had learning about the Fire Festival. I can't wait till we have our own fire-esque festival when yeah. we do a live podcast on a barge in international waters. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Do you think we should get Jar involved? Of course. Definitely. Go- if only Billy? there was an app that we could book him through. <laughs> yeah. oh, oh, well. <laughs> Just love to pay someone on Instagram to reach out to another person on Instagram. Yeah, it's the only way. Eventually, we'll get in touch with Jar. <laughs> we got to get Jin involved. That's for sure. Oh, Jin, headline. I'm looking act. forward to listening to some some of Jin's work. Well, that is it for another week. Thank you so much. We're closing on 300 episodes, so uh, hopefully, we'll be doing something for that. Stay tuned. Ooh. A little bit of sizzle there for those that listen right to the end. Thank you so much. We'll be back next week with another episode. But until then, I'll say thank you and goodbye. Later. Bye.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.